0: Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 13, lucky number 13. And before I get going today, I wanted to let you know that Gathered Truths now has a YouTube channel and there are currently some meditations um, up on that platform. And they're anywhere from five to eight minutes. So if you are looking to stay off of social media but you still want to meditate and you want to meditate with me, then you can go to YouTube and search gathered truths and you will find us, find me. Um, So I hope that you're well. I hope that whenever you are listening to this, that you are well, but as always, if you are in the thick of it, Please know that I am walking alongside of you, along the path, and you're not alone. And I think of you all the same way too. When I am in the thick of it, I think of the other people that are left and right of me walking on the path. So that's comforting. So today's podcast Contrary action may not be your favorite, (laughs) may not be something that you want to hear today, but maybe it's something that you need to hear. I need to hear it. I need to be reminded of contrary action. So contrary action, basically, is often going directly against our current instincts and habits. Um, so our minds and our bodies get in this groove, get in this pattern, have this neuro pathway when it comes to this thing. And without any thought or awareness or decision, we just do. And so contrary action is not doing that, is actually taking a moment and doing the exact opposite. So let me give you a couple of examples and perhaps these examples resonate with you. And perhaps when I talk about it a little bit more, you'll think about some things in your life that you're like, oh yeah. So contrary action has to do with habit change, pattern change, neuropathway building And so let's just say that you are, you're supposed to go do something. You have a meeting. You have this new meeting that you are going to attend. You volunteer to do this. And at the last minute, you start feeling a whole lot of resistance to it. You don't want to go. You're finding evidence to not have to go. Um, It's not going to fit into the schedule. It's just not for you. And when you look around, there's a lot of supporting evidence to not go. So you don't even have to come to the awareness of, oh, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. This is new, which is why I don't want to go. You don't even have to have that. You can just do the opposite and just go, just show up. And then after you get back in the car, after the thing, the meeting, the gathering, whatever it is, you then can have the debriefing with yourself like, oh, I didn't want to go to that thing because it was a bunch of new people I didn't know. It was a new experience. It was a new place. And your default may be to just lock down and not go. And again, if you are looking hard enough, you will find all kinds of supporting evidence to not do the thing that you wanted to do when you weren't nervous. So <clears throat> recently we are, um, we're doing some changes with Lucas at school. So Lucas went to a, an open classroom up until second grade. So Montessori which was so great for so many reasons. But one of the ways that it wasn't great is that when he got nervous, when he felt overwhelmed with the task at hand, he would just get up and walk away. And at face value, that's not a big deal, right? Because we all need a break, take a deep breath, take a walk around the block, go to the coffee shop and then come back and start again. But the problem was there was no redirecting back to the task. So it was abandoning the task. And then that's it. So it gets uncomfortable. He gets up and leaves. And then the task doesn't get done. So we have been doing talking about um, contrary action. And I don't use those words because that's a big word. And it's just what I say to him is doing something different. And we talk about the neuropathways. So I like to, I'm, I'm a pretty visual person, so I apologize if you are not, um, and this doesn't make complete sense, but I will talk slowly enough that you, if you are an auditory person, um, maybe it resonates. So I equate neuropathways with cross-country skiing grooves. So if you've ever been cross-country skiing and you're the first person out, cross-country skiing can be very hard. But if you are not the first person out, let's say you've gone skiing later in the season and the groove in the cross-country skiing track is deep, and a little icy, then you will go quite quickly. You just jump right in there and off you go. There's really no additional work. It's not that it's not hard because you're having to move all your parts, but it's there's less resistance because the groove is there. It's a little slippery. The skis are slick and you can move through there very fast. So that is analogous with default response to things so one of my yucky defaults is I get frustrated I raise my voice it just happens and it happens because I'm reacting not responding with Lucas he gets uncomfortable he gets up out of the chair goes to the bathroom goes and does something that's quote-unquote easy and doesn't return back to the task and maybe you're thinking of something that you do right now that you just default to, don't even thinking it just happens. So the other side, the flip side, the contrary action is creating a new neuro pathway, and it's not going to happen every time because you will head back to the default, and the default never goes away. By the way, it gets covered over. So I imagine the tracks getting covered over with a snow or two. But if you search for it, you could jump right back in. This is just the way our brain works. However, you can create a new one. It's just not going to be easy. And the only reason the other one, the default one, the deep groove slippery one is easy is because you've done it a thousand times or a million times or for three decades. That's why it's easy. It's actually not easier for any other reason than just that, that you've done it for decades or months, you know, really, it doesn't really matter. You've just, you've just returned to it so many times that it becomes quote unquote easy. So here is how you develop a new neuropathway by contrary action. There are different ways, but this is one way. So when the situation comes up, again, I'll use Lucas as an example, I say to him, when your brain and your body tells you, you need to stand up and walk around and ask to go to the bathroom because the task just got difficult, I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to tell your brain and body, I don't have to get up right now. Or ask yourself the question, do I really need to get up right now? Like be playful, not punitive. Do I really need to do that? And even if that one time you use contrary action, he does not get up out of that chair. He has created a new neuropathway. It's a new choice. Now, does that mean that the next time he feels uncomfortable, he's going to automatically jump into that cross-country groove? No. No. But at least he has two options now. Or three, asking the question first and then making a different decision. And then over time, as he recognizes that he gets uncomfortable, and when he gets uncomfortable, he gets up he will make a different choice. Same thing with us. So as we practice contrary action, we actually become more aware of our behaviors. So we start paying attention to our body. I start paying attention to that tight feeling in my chest and the awareness that it has, I've been up for 13 hours and I cannot take one more thing. And so before I raise my voice, I take a deep breath. I excuse myself for two or three minutes, and then I come back to the task. But just like Lucas, I don't abandon the task. I don't abandon what I was doing. So when you think about this in your life, what pathways do you want to create So instead of stopping something, quitting something, you don't like something about yourself, what's something new you want to create? What's a new groove that you want to create? So maybe it's exercise. So I think I mentioned last week that um, I'd like to get a little um, fire in my workout rather than um, not because I practice a lot of yoga and meditation. But I would like to get a little bit more fire, a little bit more yawn in my workouts rather than just the yin. And so I've had to create a new pathway for that. So normally in the morning, I get up, I am helping making breakfast and getting Lucas out the door. And then I just then the next thing I do is jump in the shower. When I actually have 15 minutes to get on the elliptical, we're fortunate enough to have one of those in our home. And so it has been like, what I do now is I put on my workout gear before I start breakfast. And then that reminds me of, okay, I'm, I'm doing the elliptical for 10, 12, 14 minutes, whatever it is. And then every day that I choose that, then I create this new pathway. I've got my gym clothes on, my tennis shoes are ready. I've got my phone in the other room so that I can listen to my workout person give me the business for 15 minutes. And it creates a new pattern. And I especially do this when I don't want to. So yesterday... Um, I made an apple tart and I didn't make it from scratch. I got it from Trader Joe's and I hesitate to even tell you this because it was so delicious that I don't want to be responsible for you going down there and getting one. (laughs) But it was so full of sugar. I didn't have very much, but what I did have, Oh my gosh, I had to take a bit of a nap. I had a headache. I was thirsty. I was miserable And it's Sunday, and so it's really my day for me to get on the elliptical because I don't schedule anything for that day. And I wish you could have been here to see and hear my dialogue for the first 10 minutes on the elliptical. I mean, you would have thought that somebody was making my life completely miserable. And I was not giving giving the guy compliments, the one that was telling me what I needed to do. I was groaning, whining, but I did it. And so when I got off that elliptical 15 minutes later, that's all that it was, I felt accomplished. Like, okay, I overcame myself today because I could have very easily just phoned it in and sat on the couch and watched the, the football. But I felt like, okay, I overcame myself. I overcame my brain today. And I created a new neuropathway so that today when I got up, put on my gym clothes. I got everything ready so we could get out the door at a reasonable hour. And then I was able to get on the elliptical again. So if there is something that you want, and again, I I think that it's so important to think about what you want rather than what you don't. So what do you want? What do you want? And then the next time that you have an opportunity to jump in that old cross-country skiing groove or start a new one and work a little harder, just a little harder, one time. Can you make the decision to start something new? So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear the thing that you want to start new. And I want you to say out loud, like, this is difficult. This is hard. This is not easy, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because listen, you have done this so many times. You have overcome so much. You have achieved so much. that this is just another thing that you will do. And that you will look back on and think, man, that was hard for such a long time. But then it becomes the easy thing. And then you start going, I don't understand why I didn't do this earlier because it's just so easy. So one more example. Our life has changed over here at our house. Um, and so Jay is not home. He's my husband. He's not home as much as he used to be. So we have decided, we we have a growing boy who eats a lot of food. We find it to be miserable when we don't have food in the house and food prepped because it causes a lot of problems. As adults, uh, we can manage that, um, kind of. <laughs> um But as a child, that doesn't work very well. There's not food, then um, snacking commences, and then that just leads to disaster uh, one way or another. So we have decided for today or for this week and last week that we will meal prep on Sundays. And we'll get all the food, so chicken and turkey and rice and beans and all the things so that... Lucas, if he wants a taco, if he wants a Chipotle bowl, then we can have that available for him. So when we first started doing this, this was hard. Got to go down to Costco, got to get all the food, got to come back, got to meal prep. And it wasn't hard in the sense that the labor is hard. It was just that it was something new. So that neural pathway was not broken in at all. We were the first person on that cross-country ski track. But now we're done in two hours, and we are fully prepped the rest of the week, and it just takes us a load off of us. And then here's the thing. Jay's schedule is going to change again, and so Sundays aren't going to work. So we've already had the discussion, listen, maybe we got to do it on Saturday. Maybe we have to do it on Friday. It doesn't matter what day. But the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, we'll just go out. Oh, we'll pick up groceries every single day rather than one time. It has become painful enough that we want to change. We want something different. We want something new. And so we just jump into that track rather than the other track. So again, once you start shifting, choosing, creating a new neural pathway, And sometimes awareness comes after that, and then more things shift and change. So taking a deep breath, that may have been a lot. And if your mind is spinning right now of all the things that you want to be new, just choose one. There's 52 weeks in a year. You could choose one every other week or one a month, and get 12 new things in the next 12 months. Or just one, one a year. So remember, whatever you are looking to shift and change and grow, you've done it one way for a very long time. And so this new thing that you want, it will take some time, for you to create a deep, easy-er groove, but you can do it. I know you can. So let's finish up today with a breathing exercise, a meditation on contrary action. So wherever you are, as long as you are not driving, just get nice and cozy in your seat. So feel comfortable. So your spine is upright and at tension, so that your brain and body know that you are doing something. You're not sleeping, but you don't have to be rigid and place your hands someplace in your lap where you're not creating more tension. And taking a deep breath in and out and just letting the whole weight of the world, whole weight of all of your worries and concerns move toward the floor. The jaw is soft because you have separated your teeth. And you're moving your shoulders away from the neck and the ears. And softening the belly. And softening the belly again. Wiggling your toes around to release any tension there. And maybe you want to keep your hands in your lap today or Place them across your chest, one on top of the other. But just taking a moment to notice where your breath is. Sometimes when we talk about change and starting things new, the breath gets stuck in the throat, in the mouth and the nose. The breath gets shallow. And so, if you notice that, just see if you can slow the breath down and make it move a little lower. So, maybe you can expand the breath to the chest or the rib cage or the lower belly. And again, just softening the areas that you know that you hold tension. And then repeating the following phrases to yourself silently. I am willing to change. I can change. I like making new choices. Choices are freedom. I want to be free. Again, slowing the breath down, expanding the breath downwards as you inhale, so in the chest or the rib cage or the lower belly, like there's a big balloon in there. And again, softening the parts that you know that hold extra tension for you. and repeating to yourself, I can change. I embrace change. I am willing to change. Change and choice equal freedom. I want to be free. And take a big breath in through your nose. And an exhale through the mouth like you're sighing. And as always, I invite you to just sit for a moment or two and just reflect. Contemplate. What resonated with you today about contrary action and also what didn't take what you need and leave the rest. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and until next time, may you be at peace. May you be at ease and may you be free.